0: Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Hannah. And we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book, but this time with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we're chatting about chapter 28 of Order of the Phoenix. Although we're not chatting about all of chapter 28. Some. some of chapter Welcome some. To. Because <laughs> we had some guests that would not shut the fuck up that's not what happened this is if you guys have read order of the phoenix which i hope you have you might know that this chapter is a pretty hefty one and we had some guests with some amazing insights that wouldn't shut up who wouldn't shut up so for the first time in goblet of wine history welcome to part one of a chapter Yes, and if you're wondering who the guests are, it's Cam and M from the podcast Unbitten. Yeah, they were absolutely hilarious, and you they were dicks. To- <laughs> and you get to enjoy two episodes with them, but to not bore them and make our recording session with them even longer because it was five hours and me and Charlie hadn't eaten dinner so get ready for a podcast that's an episode that starts with us quite sober I would Mm -hmm. say because we had just finished work and by the end of part two which you guys will hear in a fortnight we're so drunk they picked really strong drinks we hadn't had dinner and after that we basically ran to the chip shop at like midnight like give us cheesy chips yeah literally (laughs) got chips and then sat in a graveyard at midnight eating chips it was all very aesthetic you listen to this podcast for the classiness don't you so anyway before getting cam and M on we have some new patrons to welcome to our patron family so a rhinoceros size thank you to rebecca s a mammoth size thank you to mark a catastrophe size thank you to carter a kilowatt size thank you to k aqua who has upgraded their pledge And a Kilimanjaro size thank you to Katie. Thank you all so much for joining our Patreon. That was a good one. You did an actual object that was big. I know. I went back to our roots of doing this. A big object. Uh, So I have a review to read out. This review comes from the person number two. (laughs) The second person ever to be born. The second person ever to leave us a review. It's (laughs) Eve. Was she first or second? Or they just both just like blipped into existence. No, I think one was there first, but I don't remember. Which? Chicken or egg. (laughs) Adam or Eve. (laughs) I started high school this past year, and it's been so difficult with starting a new school while being online. That is really tough like yeah. that's I wouldn't yeah but this podcast really made it easier listening to each episode made me feel so much less alone through everything I love the deep analogies off-topic tangents and hilarious jokes still can't tell you guys apart though how fitting that we had a Canadian guest for a, Cana- a Canadian review for a Canadian guest isn't that cute and you'll be pleased to know that Charlie spent the entire two parts of these uh, episodes rinsing the Canadian person and calling them American. So, um, sorry to the person number two. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and ourselves from a week ago, we'll get into it now. Hello! Welcome back, everyone. Hi!
1: Hi!
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've ruined it already. (laughs) Now I (laughs) suppose. So awkward <laughs> it has started as it means to go on. If you guys are wondering why there's four voices and why two of them definitely aren't British, we mean? have more You're guests because. What's <laughs> all this then? We have some guest day because you know what we love doing? We love just piling all of our guests into like a block of the same few. Back episodes. to back to back, back to, to back. back just keep you guys on your toes keep you missing mine and Hannah's sexual chemistry when we're alone so we today have as our wonderful guest Cam and M from the podcast Unbitten why don't you guys tell us a little bit about Unbitten
2: it's a twilight podcast which i know Boo. first of all is like what the fuck are you talking about um, but no it's it's coming from the point of view that i used to be obsessed with twilight when i was a teenager And Cam has never read it before and has, like, zero spoilers for the whole series, so uh, we're reading them uh, through together, chapter by chapter, with, like, you know, feminist takes, uh, queer takes, all that good stuff, critical eye type of thing.
1: you know, I would like to think we also have good vants yeah. and you are completely insane people. So like, <laughs> it's a good energy. It's <laughs> unhinged. I unhinged. Mean, yeah, can um, confirm
0: they are unhinged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to hear more of
0: specifically Cam, then over on our Patreon, at some point, if not already in the close future, there is a Twilight film voiceover of me watching the film for the very first time featuring Cam Yay. being there just to giggle, basically. Basically,
2: and eat pizza. And, eat pizza. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and- <laughs> so we have some questions for you guys yes. that we ask everyone. Okay. Um, oh the first radical question that no other Harry Potter podcast
1: ever oh, asked. Yeah. No, It's it very is. unique. Yep. Uh-huh. What
0: house are you guys?
1: I'm Cameron. I'm a Gryffindor because I'm loud, I'm obsessed with myself, and I'm annoying.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm M em or Emily, and I'm a Slytherin because I hate everyone.
0: <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god, what? So What's the reflective energy between the two
2: hosts. And <laughs> <that> two hosts. <laughs> so true.
0: The next question we like to ask guests. obviously you've come on for Order of the Phoenix. What are your thoughts on Order of the Phoenix generally and where do you kind of rank it in the Harry Potter series? It's my favorite book. It's my favorite book.
2: What yeah. wild take here? <laughs> I love that this differs so drastically I know. than the guest we had on last week. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I don't know. I just I love a story of a rebellion. I love a story of Fucking over the man, um, <laughs> and it's really long. And I kind of live for like longer content, so it doesn't bother mm, me. <laughs> that's that's a good point.
1: Man, you're asking me. I know this is a Harry Potter podcast, but I'm like, man, opinions about Harry Potter. Do I have? <laughs> <of that?" laughs> um, Great, I like I like well. this book, but I think like I think this is gonna be another weird take. But I think my favorite book might be the sixth book because no, I love related. because I love Ginny. I'm obsessed with Ginny. Mm-hmm. I feel like her growth and she's just totally blossoms in the 6th book and of course I'm reading into this so much more and like comparing myself to her but I like love her energy I love how confident she is she gets all the guys she's a badass she's sporty she's just cool I like her she's a bit of a bitch but like so am I so like <laughs> I just love that book the most but I, I do still like this book it's fun I I also love the DA stuff and the friend yeah. George you know that we get a little bit of in this chapter another thing to point out um Hannah is drastically outnumbered here yeah.
0: Fear oh my straight
2: fear. By
0: what? You're straight. We're all three of all us bisexual. are. That is that is a, that is a fine room to be outnumbered in and quite honestly with the friendship circles I've created for myself I am usually outnumbered by bisexual people that's, and that's the, that's yes. the energy I choose to live by you know. That's Maybe how you, you know you're. Bisexual. That's how you know you're a good one. Maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do constantly campaign to turn Hannah. It never so, works. Yeah. What we <laughs> have I've to like... do
1: is we have to take all of you guys one notch over. So Charlie becomes a lesbian, mm-hmm. and Hannah right. becomes bi. So we all right? move up the scale. Yeah. 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 I see
0: that. I see that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And then the final question we always have for guests,
0: the most important question: Could you please tell us what are we drinking in today's episode?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God. We're.
1: Oh, a twilight podcast and so we were like we have to think of something that is vampire vampire themed so we made up this like we sort of looked online and we sort of messed around with things. We made up with came up with something that we are vaguely calling vampire's blood, which is hilarious <laughs> because I was just thinking about it and vampires don't have blood. Why is it called vampire's blood? It's vampire's blood that vampires are just what
2: they're it's just drinking. It's like stagnant. It yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, it's got vodka, black raspberry liqueur, champagne, and pomegranate juice. So I'm not going to lie, our, our variation on this was Prosecco, <laughs> because I'm a cheap
0: bitch and I also genuinely just prefer Prosecco. But I got the fancy Prosecco, didn't I? You did. And um, then Charlie didn't read the bit about vodka, and we only had vanilla vodka, so we no. substituted that for gin. So I worked out, yeah, what I did. I think when I copied and pasted it into our system, I must have accidentally not copied the first bit. But yeah, <laughs> so we didn't have just plain vodka, so we went with gin. So cheers. 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 Oh, that's it's nice. Nice.
2: I love raspberry. It's my I favorite too. It's so good.
0: I feel like there's so many strong flavors in here. I can't taste how strong it is, but I know from how we made it, it is. <laughs> oh, it's it's terrifyingly
2: strong. strong. <laughs> when,
0: yeah. When I told Hannah what we were drinking, she was literally she like, "Are they trying to kill us?" Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No. All- this actually, this is actually a plan for the two of us to get drunk midday. Like it's 2 p.m. here, we're going crazy. What, do you, <laughs> do you, do you have plans, plans after afterwards?
2: Yes. No. What do you? <laughs>
1: To
0: point out that it's like a Friday, and for you guys it's like midday, and Emily's supposed to be a
1: scientist. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I said no, and Em said yes, but the thing is, we have plans together. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what's savvy. confusing.
2: Yeah, what are, are
1: you recording? It's going be episode? doing on
0: Minecraft. I'm guessing.
1: <laughs> no, we're gonna actually record a Bloodthirsty Thursday. So we're gonna watch <gasps> Buffy after this. Oh, we're oh my god! Buffy. I'm so
0: excited. Radical idea, but should we? discuss harry potter
2: i guess i because. really hate the way that you are
0: <laughs> <laughs> i, did. I really hate the way that
2: you are do you want some cute do you want some cute shit right now
0: yeah look at where i
2: took my notes oh my <laughs> God, <that's so laughs> i'm holding well up done. goblet of wine merch a notebook that i bought okay so the
0: chapter we are reading today is chapter 28 snape's first memory and
2: do you guys want to talk
0: about at all why you picked this chapter or do you want to talk about that at the end
2: Em picked it, so. <laughs> I picked it as the... For me, it's got it's got two things. It's got a lot of the sort of stuff that I like, which is this idea of, like, rising, like, fascism and, like, people in power that, like, you know, you have to rebel against. Em loves fascism. No, confirmed. it's the rebellion part that I like, and you get a lot, like, a taste of that with, like, the Fred and George stuff starting up. Yeah. Um, sure, sure, sure. and and then the other side is that I just, I, I absolutely love to, like, analyze the whole, like, Snape's worst memory... Shit that mm. happens. There's, there's, I don't know. I've been in the fandom for years, and there's so much of that chapter that's gets used to like justify why Snape is allowed to be a bad person. And I'm like, fuck mm. off, fuck off with that. This shit. is gonna be. It's <laughs> like who
0: didn't get bullied in school, quite frankly. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, I am a bad person, and actually, maybe I'm on Snape's side. <laughs> 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 shit, <laughs> you're digging a hole. Anyway, let's get into it <laughs> Chapter Twenty-Eight, Snape's Worst Memory. So we start off the next. Morning, and that umbrage is now headmistress. Somehow, the entire school knew, knows about Dumbledore's escape, which I really—I'm assuming it's the portraits. Oh, I'm oh, sure the portraits true. have oh, gone yeah. around and been like, oh, yeah. "Dude, dude, dude!" This <laughs> happened because there is no one in that room who told anyone. Mm-hmm. So it's the bloody portraits, isn't it? quite possibly it. Harry talks in his sleep. <laughs>
2: That would surprise That's me. canon he, because he like no, yeah. he goes like Cedric centric no and they're like who oh, centric oh, your, your boyfriend <laughs> boyfriend and
0: thank you both for that accent You're I love it when they We're do really it because I love it. hearing like I am gonna call you both American now just to upset M but I love when Americans. Um, <laughs> She's Canadian, guys. Um, I love when <laughs> Americans do British accents because it's like... So exaggerated. It's yeah. not British, but I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I really wish that I sounded like that. Yeah. So Umbridge is locked out of Dumbledore's office. The officers refuse to permit her as headmistress, which is just <laughs> it brilliant recognise
2: her as authority. No.
0: I I love this so much. I would argue that, like, maybe all of, like, the really racist, horrible previous Slytherin headmasters should have also gotten this treatment. Mm. Uh, (laughs) But I guess we don't know that they didn't, but I'm guessing from the fact they have portraits,
2: like... Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but maybe because she's literally trying to destroy the school, like, that's why she's been... Locked it. It just doesn't Mm recognise. I suppose if someone she herself tried to remove Dumbledore, it's not like Dumbledore died. So like they're like, no, not you. And also, I guess like no matter what your like kind of political allegiance is. When you have to think about the life of a portrait, Mm -hmm. they must live (laughs) for the drama. And, like, your average headmaster is going to be really fucking dull, just, like, doing paperwork and maybe telling off the occasional child. But, like, Dumbledore, they get to see all this, like, badass, like, hunting Horcrux, maybe not at this point, but, like, all of that shit. So they must just be like, we want Dumbledore because he brings the tea and we get to see like hot yeah. gay sex as well oh as like God. massive amounts of like Ew. drama.
1: Oh my God. Imagine if you were a portrait and you like had to be there for that. I would be, s- you guys, it's. I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> but they can walk out. They can leave. They can leave
2: if they want or they can yeah, stay. Yeah, no, I wouldn't.
1: I will make
0: oh, be there. Say. Imagine if, like, <laughs> one day you, like... Say you were, like, McGonagall and, like, you went to go talk to, like, Dumbledore about something and you, like, went up to the, like staircase or whatever you just notice that all of the portraits around just had all of the other portraits like bundled up in there like <laughs> you were like, and you just like turned around just like i know what's going on this is the like summons the up visiting equivalent of having like I a also, sock on the door handle i also <laughs> imagine forks is just on the floor outside just <laughs> <Yeah>. like he's guarding
2: yeah yeah for sure and the
0: sorting hat is like in his beak okay
2: but like does this mean like think about the wizarding world in general? Like people have like portraits and stuff in like their homes
1: and, and shit. Photos. Yeah. Like are wait, they just like wait, 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 Harry's portrait of his parents <gasps> in his room where he wanks. <laughs>
0: Turn down the photo. <laughs> oh, no, no, they have, they no, must, no. They, they have ears. ears. They have ears. They have ears. Oh. And they can those leave. guys. then they can leave. You know, but where where, um, where do they go,
1: though? Did you where guys they have
0: go? Furbies in America and Canada? Yeah, Of course. Yeah, you know when they wouldn't stop making noise, so you put them in like a dark cupboard (laughs) to shut them up. Like, just imagine, like every time you either want to masturbate or like have some kind of intercourse, (laughs) or even get dressed, you have to like pile up all of your photos and shove them in your cupboard. I am just so disturbed by the image of Harry having a little picture of James and Lily (laughs) on his bedside table that I want to burn my own head. (laughs) Like, I'm so disturbed right now. And oh my god, Hedwig! Hedwig?
1: Oh my god. And she was locked in because they wouldn't. The jerseys wouldn't stuck let in the her cage out. Oh oh my god. God. He just put a yeah. towel over her cage. <laughs> <laughs> so she,
0: she just like shuffles around to like face the wall and just like ignores the like <laughs> vigorous <laughs> masturbation noises.
2: Oh, this is so gross. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, moving swiftly along, anyway. um,
0: they're all discussing this as Harry, Hermione, Ron, and Ernie McMillian. Ernie McMillian? I like how you say they're all discussing this as if they're discussing the conversation we just had. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just in the Ernie McMillian, they're discussing... <laughs> my favourite character. <laughs> I know you love him. I, just, I, I love him because I hate him and I'm just like, oh my god, I would date this boy. <laughs> I hate that. You're I hate that about, about me, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think he's like so annoying. Yeah, he's he's do, to, like, I just do not like him. An
0: annoying little pompous he's Tory to be, and that's I,
1: every I, man I've ever
0: dated. He's written like he's meant to be so annoying in so many ways, but it's fine because he has like a heart of gold deep down. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to be his friend. Like yeah. he's still annoying me. I, oh, like, I don't want to be his friend. I want to have sex with him. Stop. Mm. That's weird. Stop.
1: Yeah, he's, Charlie has the worst <laughs> taste in men. Charlie's going to someone named Ernie. Like who would want to bang someone named Ernie? I no know. offense to anyone what, named Ernie. What are Ernie, you going to do? But, I was like,
2: oh, yeah, Ernie right there. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Never. Every listener we have so, called Ernie just, just like, deletes
0: the that. podcast. Ernie is with Harry on Hermione. <laughs> and <laughs> they have been discussing Dumbledore and Umbridge. And Hermione calls Umbridge a stupid, puffed-up, power-crazy old, but gets interrupted before she can finish this and frankly Draco fantastic insult. And like, I was and waiting Drake for the like-
2: right moment to pop out of this weird hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: bitch, here I am, Exactly. Draco is now in the inquisitorial squads. <laughs> my note I wrote yeah. is equals Hitler youth is the, you know, the an- yeah. analogy I drew.
2: I was, my analogy is the secret police of Russia. Um, mm. the, the ah. KD, uh, But kids right. instead, that's indoctrinating them early. But yeah, it's the fucking like nineteen eighty four thought police shit. Like you can't say a word against yeah. your government, in this case headmistress, or else you'll get points deducted and get detentions and shit. Like you can't there's no free speech. I have like, only ever read half of that book. What, nineteen
0: eighty nine? Eighty four. Eighty four. Eighty <laughs> four <laughs> I love that you got to correct her because I was just in such a state of shock. <laughs> I was confusing it with the, you know, you the year that well I was, was born. Born. No, the, no, you weren't no, born in 1989. <laughs> I thought you said 1984. You also no. were no, born no, in, in 1984. 1984. <laughs> Get out! I don't, Get out I don't know what's happening. Get out the happening. No, any any of the
1: room. Get out of the podcast. No, I was confusing it. I
0: was confusing it with the one of my most loved Taylor Swift albums, oh, 1989. No, I knew it. Yep,
2: knew it. I. Wow, And we are um, all
1: once again reminded that Hannah is straight Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I've already read half of that
0: book Because I've come to the conclusion that it's not very good Okay, here's the That's thing Here's where tank. I out some of, my, some
2: of my further nerdiness Is in university, I took a Harry Potter English class Which we read oh all the Harry my Potter God. books and analyzed them and but i'm the- so jealous that that's a thing in america yeah wow i'm Canada. so jealous um, Canada. <laughs> and in for order of the phoenix each book that we read had a companion piece like the first book we read sherlock holmes with it the fifth book we read 1984 alongside it as like a comparison piece for like you know the whole anti-fascism mm, cool. stuff um so yeah i'm immediately like this is fucking secret police shit where they're watching everywhere and indoctrinating people early to be like on the side of the government, and if you're against the right. government, you're fucked up, and you can't be. It's just great to indoctrinate children into being fascism. This is Yay. this is Yay.
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, Hitler Youth, KGB vibes. Like you know, this Inquisitorial Squad. Not only is it's it the fact that it's called Inquisitorial, I know, I know right? <laughs> and not only is it handpicked, students can't apply. It has. Crazy amount of power. So they're allowed to dock points, but with no reason to dock points. So first off, it's because you were insulted our headmistress. Yeah. Then it's because the shirt is untucked, and then it ends with
2: because you're, you're a, a mudblood. Blood. Mm. Mm. And not this only is... that, it's five points for all the other shit, and then he's like, mm, mudblood, ten points for that.
0: Yeah. Fuck right off. Yep. It's really disgusting. Like it's we know that Malfoy hates. Hermione and like disrespects mudbloods but taking I don't there's something about the the action of taking points off, which seems mm-hmm. like a whole nother level to it do you know what I mean it is yeah yeah definitely is, it, is literally like him if he would be like oh and minus 10 points because you're black like, yeah yeah 100% literally. but replace literally. black with a slur like it's just like, oh yeah, so yeah, really yeah. yeah yeah horrific
2: yeah mm-hmm. and the fact that they can just do that whatever they want like it's not even like a there's no there's no checks or balances or anything exactly because that's
0: a wild thing it's done like verbally like he Mm -hmm. just says it and it happens yeah like Mm -hmm. crazy so yeah they malfoy then walks off and fred and george appear and they Kings.
1: have sh- I, my face, <laughs> my faves.
0: But they have shoved Montague headfirst into a vanishing cabinet, and I have three points I'd like to make. Number one, I know Fred and George are funny, but this might be too far because they're literally
1: like, "Could be weeks." <laughs> oh well. Can he eat? This man could die. <laughs> can he shoot? I don't have
2: a problem with it, but I guess I'm a Slytherin.
1: <laughs> I think yeah. it's pretty
0: funny. I even. think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> can he can he eat and drink is my main concern i no, mean as we know no no right No. Number two, why is this object, which all students know is broken and dangerous, just lying around in a corridor? Like, could you please have some safety regulations on the broken cabinet? Number three, this is one of my favorite long plot points of Harry Potter. Yeah, me too, me too. (laughs) So this is the cabinet that was broken by Nearly Headless Nick in Mm -hmm. book two when he was trying to get Harry out of the detention with Filch that's Malfoy why it's realizes broken. the cabinet is broken from friend george putting pushing montague in it in this book and that's why he uses it in the next book it's so good way, no, drink up because what the fuck right now you look at drinking your drink way too fast Charlie. It's, it's so really good it tastes strong. like juice it's really strong <laughs> no hannah you're pathetic hannah's
2: literally got most of her glass left all right fine coward drink more drink more <laughs> The little plot points that are dropped in. Yeah, the yeah. Vanish- no, I and it. the vanishing I cabinet thing in particular. I like underlined it three times with an exclamation point. I was like, vanishing cabinet stuff. <laughs> it is
0: like, and I love this kind of thing because like it is, I, I hate complimenting her, but it's what JK it's is really smart. good at. All of this like littering things in and yeah. foreshadowing. I would genuinely love to know what percentage was planned versus yeah. she setting just things kind up of went in case you need
2: them found yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. T- because we've talked about before how a lot of things are the watch the watch we mm. are convinced that's a drop plot point because there's so many things which when you start thinking about what did she litter in in case she needed it the watch just stands out to me the watch yeah. was a dropped plot point like a hundred percent yeah uh, Hagrid being a Death Eater was a dropped mm. pop point. Mm, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I'm yeah. honestly just the biggest fan of that theory. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like the thing is, she's it sucks so bad that she sucks because she's a very good mystery writer yeah. and I know she's written mystery books. And if she didn't end up being a turf, I probably would have read them and really enjoyed yeah. them. So it, it just it it sucks. it sucks that she sucks, and I'm not going to read does. any of those stuff. But she's just very good at yeah all those twists and setting stuff up mm-hmm.
2: um the yeah. The, yeah. the pieces really are all there of like being able to pick it up later and that's i don't know it's really amazing writing when you do that over the course of a seven book series
0: yeah 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 like i'm a very organized person but i could never mm. and what i i, I selfishly really love the vanishing cabinet stuff because it was something i picked up on and realized not through like reading it online or anything it was something i picked up on and, like my fifth or sixth reading oh. of like the sixth book and i was like oh holy shit like i think for some reason i'd read two and six back to back and i was like my mind those are good ones to read back mind. to back they're actually
2: really connected when you they think are about it. Yeah. yeah but
0: this is what we said about the second book like after we read it that we were like this is such an underrated book purely because it sets up like, it so, so much like it feels I, like a filler book when you I read it i don't like and then- the
2: book i don't like it I find it. I find the movie and the book really irritating, but like the setup is so mm,
0: delicious. Yeah. yeah, it literally it exists. It feels filler, but then you realize it feels filler because it exists purely for the reason of setting up so much plot later on. Yeah, yeah. Poor it's like it's like
1: that. It's like that idea of like sequels generally being like filler to get to the third book of mm-hmm. a trilogy. Em and I talked mm-hmm. about it recently on the podcast. That's why I'm thinking about it. Um, but it's it is such a it reminds me of that sort of energy where you're like okay there's not really that much but if you look at it later all when you the have a context of the other book like it's all just setting up for something that's coming later yeah um, yeah so that's people then, why people might not like it necessarily to read because people don't often like sequels because it's just setting up for the last book but then you really appreciate it when you're reading that last book or you're reading yeah. like the other books in the Harry Potter yeah, series because yeah, yeah. it pays off
0: yeah and yeah. the only series that I can think that does like the opposite of that is His Dark Materials where the second book is by far Far it's far the best so book. so much. Oh it's so my much. god. The second book is by far and away the best book. Like, yes. All three are amazing, but wow. I honestly didn't love the third.
2: I didn't either. I was about to say that. I didn't love it. I really yeah.
0: like the third. i I'm not that keen on the first. It's okay. It's fine. I, I liked the the first loved the second yeah. and then the third i was just like the thing i think the the third one i will enjoy more in a second reread i think yeah, that i was yeah. in such a state of confusion and part of that was because i read it because i was kind of like making notes uh, for like bonus content on the podcast mm. that i was trying to work out too much what was going on right yeah. and that was precisely the wrong it book changes to do the that way with that you, you
2: yeah yeah, you kind of need to go
0: with the flow with it because you're not going to work out what's going on. No, and no, I was spending not. too much time trying to work it out, and it kind of actually meant that I was understanding it less somehow. Yeah. yeah,
2: and to be fair, for me, like I haven't read them in literally over a decade. I read them when I was in middle school, so like, you know, I'm oh sure if I read it today, I, I might have a different yeah. opinion too. Reread them? <laughs> no, I, I read
0: them for the first time last summer. Yeah, I read them for the first time last winter, half a year before you did in prep for the BBC TV mm. series. Yeah. Because uh, I I'd never bothered to read them and like normally I'm a bit skeptical of going back and read books that were advertised as like children's books as an adult because I'm just like is it going to be the same and I ended up sobbing on a bus just like sobbing just oh like, my god someone was like are you okay and I was like <laughs> <laughs> but like. <laughs> This is the thing. Is like part of the reason that I dislike the third one was because it broke. Oh no, it broke me as a person. Fucking heart. No, I'm <laughs> never. I'm. I never i i do not think I'm ever going to be the same. Like, <laughs> I. Yeah. I is have not.
1: Clean? I have not read any of these books. Do it. So I'm do. just like smiling and being. Uh-huh. Do it. And do it. I, I've, I've watched. I've watched the first half, or like the first half half-ish of. That first season of the show, and I stopped watching it because Lin Manuel. Miranda I don't hate Lin Manuel Miranda like uh, no one else
2: I've ever seen.
1: You, you
0: can no. hate Lin Manuel Miranda. I understand. No, no, no from let, like me, a let, me, let, let me get kind of memed perspective. Let
1: me just explain myself. Is that. I don't really have any, like, big legitimate reason to, like, hate him, not in, like, a problematic way. He's just really annoying and, like, really cringe. <laughs> so, like, he, like, those, like, those lip bite photos of him. I just can't.
0: So Fred and George say that they don't care anymore about getting expelled, which, when did they ever, but, okay, you know, but they like, say they don't anymore. This is anymore. why I
2: had a crush on Fred when I was, like, a teenager. Oh, my God, I had a
0: crush on Fred when I oh was my a God. teenager! We all
2: did. Don't
0: act special. But why Fred? Wait, wait, why wait, did we watch George? Um,
2: because Fred said, you know, the we don't care anymore. I don't care what happens to him. He was a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Fred's I just a bit more of a bad the name, boy. honestly. I'm the sorry, I can't better. relate the to this. Better. I
1: can't I can't relate to this. I never had a crush on Fred. <laughs> sorry. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Leave. Okay, I'm leaving I'm leaving the room. I'm leaving the room. <laughs> I'm exiting. After this,
0: Umbridge summons Harry. So Harry No, goes- so you miss the iconic bit when Filch. the twins are like, oh, oh. like, you might want to get out of here before. What's about to happen, happens. And then Harry's like, what? And you guys go. And they're like, Filch is just there. Yep. He just appears. He's just in his face. And then Harry thinks a line, Filch was best viewed at a distance. distance. Which is one of Harry's classic, zero out of ten, would not fuck. We immediately know how to morally rate this character. And then his response is, I didn't do it. I didn't do it immediately. <laughs> and this is, we had this in the last episode as well, when Harry gets asked if he knows why he's there when he's kind of called into uh, Dumbledore's office. He's like, the, yeah, no. And he's like, yeah, no. And it's just like <laughs> the second time in a row where Harry does has done some spectacularly bad lying. <laughs> I didn't do it. It wasn't me. He's like, I
2: didn't,
1: like, do, I didn't do, it. do it. I don't
2: know anything. <laughs>
0: But <laughs> I
1: I do appreciate that he is a bad liar a lot of the time, yes. <laughs> like, yes. and like Cute. it literally says, "said Harry stupidly." <laughs> like yeah, like he knows. Like he's like the, this stupidly. narrator who is like third person but focused on Harry, like. Knows that he's being a dumbass right now, but he can't stop it.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. literally, literally. Yeah. Also, more point about Filch. Yeah, pointing out. I'm so excited for Decree Number Twenty Nine because I'm gonna be able to do corporal punishment. Yeah. Okay, so this
0: was my next note. I kind of skipped around. So yeah, like after Umbridge summons him, Filch talks about like, oh, when Educational Decree Number Twenty Nine came in. I can whip students. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. My note was kind of like, there's a lot to unpack. Jumping forward to like book seven, Mm -hmm. I think Harry, Ron, Hermione severely underestimate what was happening at Hogwarts in book seven. And like bear in mind that it was being ruled by death eaters. And we know Snape was in charge, but he couldn't exert like, and even if he wanted to, he didn't care. And like, okay so in times when it's just Umbridge Filch wants to hang people from his ankle at, from their ankles and whip them this whip is without raw
1: whip them raw, <laughs> Which whip is them just, raw.
0: this is without a death eater in charge I think Harry, Ron, Hermione so severely underestimating their head yeah. it, what, and I think J.K. Rowling gives us enough hints of what happens in yeah. book 7 that it is horrific but torture to this these is students. also like one of those moments where J.K. uses like straight up abuse as like lol like we've discussed so much <laughs> that she does it <laughs> he does it <laughs> Please, but she's supposed just to be like oh, look at this kooky crouchy character that wants to <laughs> grouch torture crouchy. yeah grouchy character that <laughs> wants to torture children like and you're just like stop using this as a fucking like comedy point yeah. like this abuse is not funny. Whipping. And I'm just like, how is, this,
1: how is this man not in prison? Like I know. The way I know. He speaks so candidly about it. He literally is just like spilling out all of these disgusting like tortured dreams that he has to like a 15 year old. And yeah. he's just like, how has this not happened before? And the kid doesn't go, hey, hey dad. Uh, on like spring break or whatever. He's like, you know what's really weird? <laughs> spring break. The, 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 spring, the, break. the, 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 the spring break. Yeah, spring break. Or just kind of wants to abuse and torture me okay not, what i yeah. will say what,
0: what i will say is what i think jk is trying to do here and failing is an exaggeration of the boarding school and traditional education system in england where you have this like oh but in my day you would have had the board rubber thrown at you in yeah, my day you would have true. had the cane because my ruler gets, the ruler and my parents ruler. didn't get the cane or the ruler obviously but what they did get was the board rubber thrown at their head mm. and like they remember it in a kind of way oh where God. it's amusing and funny and they always tell it to be an anecdotal funny story so they're like yeah you know I said that in class and I got the board rubber smacked across my head and I'm like that's not okay I no. think that's Are what JK okay? Rowling JK Rowling <laughs> is the exact same age as my parents mm. and I think that's what she's trying to do but to young readers it just comes across as like this is uh, torture yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is like no it's and like, like we, what is- we always go on go on obviously about Dumbledore's death quota but like <laughs> so we we recently went on Potterless and we discussed the Harry Potter like games kind of the PC PS games like all those other games and we were saying about how like in the PC games like the entire plot is like the teacher sets a challenge where yeah. you essentially have to jump from moving death platform, to moving platform mm-hmm. and if you fall you die and how we were like you know what like that seems really extreme that that is, like, to pass a class, you have to risk your own death, well, but like... also, like, entirely, like, on Bradford's course. And It is, like, Dumbledore is. in the last chapter It's really annoying because it's the bit where Umbridge starts to shake Marietta to try and get the truth out of her, and then that's, you know, noted as... Noted as the first time that he gets angry, he gets his wand out, and I'm like, he doesn't give a fuck. He employs Filch, who wants to torture the kids. Like, you can't pick and choose suddenly when Dumbledore's like, okay, like Hagrid, you know, fine, and moving staircases, fine, and Filch wanting to torture them, fine, but don't you shake
1: that girl. Don't lay
2: a hand on them, but you can go into the dark forest for detention. Where yeah. you know Voldemort and other creatures are hanging out. I also
1: I also think of like Harry like breaking his kneecaps in the Imperious Curse class. And yeah. just being yeah. like and like that was him succeeding with yeah. like getting like seriously injured. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, do, you know what,
0: do you know what part of it I also think is is the fact that uh injuries that we class as muggle injuries, as in broken bones, mm. cuts, scars, can be healed instantly and therefore are not seen. as significant injuries because it's like well if you break your arm literally within five minutes you can have it reset like it's it's if you grew up with that mentality that injury becomes, that injury becomes the same as stubbing your toe. Like, then, oh, I'm but fine. The, but the
2: pain well, like, factor. The pain factor yeah, is still the pa- there. Like, yeah. it's not the also, same as
1: stubbing your toe. I mean, like, yeah, i mean, stubbing your toe stubs. is fucking
2: painful. <laughs> but, like, breaking <laughs> your
1: arm? <laughs> even yeah, if you but, have five minutes, it's still five yeah. minutes of your arm being broken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's
0: also, like, a large percentage of the, like, student population that are muggle-born, so for them, they've not grown up yeah. with that, like, kind of adjusted, mm. like, But that's what I mean that the people making the rules because of the wizarding hierarchy we have are the people who have grown up in wizarding society to do not understand the Harry and Hermione reaction of, like, Jesus Christ, if I break a bone, that's fucking (laughs) horrific. (laughs) And it's never addressed. If you... you know, step onto a step at the moment that a staircase moves, or if you go through one of the vanishing <laughs> steps, what happens? You death. just plummet
2: seven floors and <laughs> if, die. If there
0: death, was a single mention death. of, like, you know, one of the many times that Harry was in the hospital wing, she literally, JK, could have even put in, like, oh, and the kid next to him had, you know, mistimed a step on the steps and gotten caught by the invisible force field. that yeah. was there. but it's never, never. mentioned. It I, I have That's said insane. before. <laughs> I have said before that I do not believe that's what moving staircases mean. The books and the films have different interpretations, but I'm not going to go back into it now. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. Anyway, we're going to move back on. So Harry arrives in Umbridge's office and she offers him drinks, which is the most transparent and telling way oh, that she is Like,
1: this woman... Just, I'm just like she's a worse liar than Harry. I literally yeah. thinks that like, all of the children are the biggest dumbasses. in the I mean, the like, yeah. kids are like pretty dumb, but like not that dumb. He has but good Harry instincts takes, when it
2: comes to like dark magic, weird yeah. fuckery. But he's does, like, hey, but, but he still no, takes, no, no, he still takes, takes so
0: long to cotton this It sport. takes a cat looking like a mad of <laughs> yes. him to be like, maybe I should not accept okay. this drink.
1: Pause. Pause here. Is, does does Jake really have something against cats? I know. No, she loves cats. She calls them. Foul kittens.
2: kittens. Yeah.
1: I actually once read
0: like an excerpt from her where she said that she actually specifically designed both McGonagall and Umbridge to love cats, but like in like in a different ways way. <laughs> where, in different ways. And I found that really interesting because she clearly has respective cats from Crookshanks, from McGonagall, but then she uses them in an evil way with Umbridge. And it's like a weirdly nuanced thing, but no, she fucking loves cats. She That's just has so... has a nuanced view of cats.
1: So she's like, when there's cats and also pink, bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, when there's cats and any sign of femininity, bad. Um, bad because I
0: hate women. I hate Can femininity. You're evil now. Um, but also, I hate trans women. <laughs> if you put a cat in a bow tie, bad. If you put a cat and you let it be a cat, good. It's just like, let's not read too much into JK and her own gender issues, but no. also, let's. So, Another note that I had was how Harry and the twins' brooms are locked up, like, I against, know. like, Kind of thing <laughs> behind her desk, and it's like, why would they be in a cupboard? I is don't because know. she wants to show, show it off. Yeah, she wants them show to it off. She is. She is Gross. full on. Like so. She offers him drinks, which is transparent in the first place. And then she's like, drink up, drink up. You've served <laughs> him an- tea. Tea is served at boiling temperature. Yeah. You cannot <laughs> expect someone to drink tea. Okay. Like when Neil makes me... So I ask Neil to make me a cup of tea when I get into the shower. Because when I get out of the shower, it will be the perfect drinking temperature. Stop asking people to drink tea as soon as it is made. <laughs> in-, in Umbridge's defense, I am a chronic tea leaver um because of my bad memory like whenever I go home my mum will make me a cup of tea and like I drink it maybe like 30% of the time and the rest of the time she just finds it two hours
2: later stone cold completely untouched because I just like and does this with coffee (laughs) this is me with coffee 100% of the time every day I'm like I forgot I made coffee. It's somewhere in the kitchen. <laughs> See, I don't do it with coffee because it's my only life force at this point.
0: But like, I do it with tea all the time because I'm not because I don't drink tea in London because the water is like what. Um. <laughs> so whenever I visit my parents, she makes me a cup of tea. But I'm like, I forget about it because it's not in my habit. So like, I kind of this didn't seem that unusual to me because whenever my mum makes me a cup of tea, she's like, "Are you going to drink it?" She hands it to me, and I'm like, "Yes, I'll drink it." And not then two the minutes where it's boiling. Two minutes liquid. later, she's like. Drink your fucking cup of tea, and I'm like, <laughs> Mum, it's boiling hot. She's like, Drink it, and then I'm like, burning my mouth, and she's like, No, See, and it. Her, it. I, her eyes are turning red. And yeah. she's yes, like, drink. <laughs> See, no, I got the shower thing from my mum, and I have realized a normal shower is the perfect length for cooling your tea. Like, what, what classifies a normal sh- shower? Yeah, Hannah?
1: how long is your shower?
0: Ten minutes, quick hair wash, quick body wash. Like okay, not the kind okay, of shower where, yeah, 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 where you're valid. shaving, yeah, exfoliating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your quick there hair wash, quick body who wash. People just sit in the shower for thirty minutes. There are, I don't, no, no, no. I don't get that, and I don't get that. But like, this is wild to me. So I apparently am like a chronic like quick showerer because I, I just like. Unless, like, the
2: circumstances are right, I don't enjoy a shower. I so hate I will... showering. It's boring. I, like, Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't Bussy. want to take up time in my day. I have more important shit to do than shower. Yeah, yeah. So I Like, can it like stare I... at
1: a screen while Minecraft is on. <laughs> that,
0: I could be, like, in and out in, like, honestly, probably about, like, four minutes. And, like, my family always comment on this. they like, you just. You're just in and out like it's literally so fucking quick. So like, ten minutes for me. That's like I'm doing the full works. So I'm doing a hair mask. I'm shaving every fucking inch of my body. Like,
1: <laughs> that's insane. I did not okay, so shave your entire minutes. body. Yeah, couldn't do no. That. So, so, no, the
0: thing is, you've got to coordinate it. I've got a system. I've got an order. Things happen at the same time as other things. What? Like, I've got. Are you like, like leaving so conditioner in while slipped. you're doing
2: the shaving? and that yeah, kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's literally so
0: like i'll like your wet hair you do your shampoo and then i'll do my first body rinse and then i'll do a treatment and then i'll exfoliate and then i'll do my conditioner as i'm like shaving and then yeah it it all happens at like the same time
1: i shower often like a normal person but i don't wash my hair really often because i have curly hair and so like it'll be like every three days instead of like every day that i'm washing my hair so like when i a lot of times i'm taking showers it literally is like 2 minutes because i will go in wash my body and step right out yeah. um and that's all i do and like my family is so confused by that cuz like i'm the, i have the longest hair in my family and my hair is literally pretty not nothing yeah it's not it's like <laughs> it's the barely, bob barely <laughs> it's yeah it's barely to my shoulders but only because i've you know i've got giant shoulders for whatever reason. Um. same,
0: I've got rugby player shoulders. (laughs) Me too. Anyway, (laughs) I am I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it off showers again because How did we start talking about showers? Oh it was me saying that uh, I shower perfect length for a cup of tea to cool. How did we talk about tea? Because Umber Because Umber is trying to get him to drink tea. 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 Anyway (laughs) Umbridge is forcing Harry to drink tea because the tea is laced with Veritaserum. Serum. Harry is obviously not an idiot because Umbridge is being transparent as fuck and realizes... You no, know, he would be an idiot if it wasn't for the fucking
2: kitten. That Harry's, Harry is an idiot. So also, Harry Coulton's on. Also, the Mad-Eye Moody thing. Is this advice that he's remembering from Imposter Moody too? Yes. That's the funniest yes. part. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's yes. not even real Mad-Eye. It's the paranoid no, Death know. Eater version. Because I love this.
0: <laughs> like The entire way through the books, like they just forget that they don't... They don't know him. The the person that they grieve for essentially is like, I assume that obviously there's like, they get to know Moody and we kind of see it not on the page, but like, from what you see in the books and especially in the films, it's like, he is literally a stranger. Yep. (laughs) And what you're remembering is, yeah, the Death Eater. Like, it's wild. And a lot of the things that Harry has to thank for are due to the Death Eater. It is. I was going to say, like, I I think it would be better. I
1: think it would be better if. Charlie. They acknowledged that, yeah, Charlie, that was a weird take. But I think <laughs> it would be better. If, well, I think it'll be better if no. they, if he acknowledged that he did get this knowledge yes. from a Death Eater, because I yeah. think that would make it so much more complicated and interesting. That he is picking up on good survival dar- defense against the dark arts skills from someone who is a dark magician. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's getting real experience, and it's it's also that kind of this guy is really skilled because he is a dark musician so he knows what he's talking about and yeah. so it's real experience where even if he's not on your side when he was communicating with you in an educational was way good you actually advice. can learn a lot from him <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I and, mean
0: like to be fair like I will say is that the death eater Moody who is sexy because he's David Tennant shut I don't up like you say he did mirror Moody's personality so in a way he might have not actually that might it might have come from him but it might have also come from the real Moody because he like kind of tried to mirror him and ask him questions ago. Yeah his reputation. So like it might still come from him. However, sometimes I do kind of feel like either one, JK just forgot. Like just straight up like forgot that it Could was not be. the real Moody. <laughs> Or, like, I potentially that... she did kind of have those lines of explanations about it being... The, and the editor was just like, yo, dude. But given mm. what happens in the rest of this book... No, hey, this, this book did nothing. not have no, an editor. editor. No. No, no, this no. was not the editor. Mm-mm. No, this book did not have an editor.
1: Yeah, I just... I think, to an extent, yes, you probably asked questions to the real Moody. But, like, there has to be, like, some level of knowledge that this Death Eater did know. Because yeah. you can't just, like... I mean, I suppose he... I, but I seriously doubt he went, tell me like every single thing you know about all of the dark arts that I need to teach to these students. Like he can pull off of his own knowledge yeah. and just kind of make sure that it lines up with Moody's experiences. So it's not necessarily that he got everything from Moody. He has this knowledge. He just had to explain it, it in a way yeah. that matches Moody's experiences. And it's also interesting because like- They're both paranoid. Times... They're
2: both paranoid. Yeah, That's there, why And there are so some well. times where
1: he's genuinely teaching Harry things that he didn't need to teach as a teacher- yeah yeah so he's like going dummy sorry this is like about a completely different book but he's like going so far into it that i'm just like like he just must have forgotten that he's just like <laughs> yeah like he's going it's way kind to a like lot of
0: Stockholm syndrome but when you're that deep undercover that you because this happens to when people to go undercover and they start to like relate and yeah. it, i don't know if the term see, still is stockholm syndrome but kinda. see from from a skeptical point of view and i will mention this in book four i truly believe that actually jk rowling wrote a lot of that book thinking it was the real moody yeah. Huh. And it was a very mm. last minute switch. Uh and that's why it's like that, but that's my skeptical point of view. Interesting. Yeah.
1: That would make sense for them being so similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So she conveniently mentions that all of the communication and ways out of the castle are being monitored. It's just like, you know, when there's that classic line in like a book or a TV show where it's like, this information that I normally wouldn't say but is needed for the plot, your character needs to know this, I'm giving you unnecessary detail that can only help your character being monitored. The villain
1: monologue. The villain monologue. It's when they they give away too much information or they talk too long and then the hero gets information or gets out, gets to escape, this This is exactly that.
0: This is why you will love Buffy because it does this to the point of parodying <laughs> it where there's actual like times when it's essentially like Buffy kind of acknowledges. Yeah.
2: Had you not done that, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. thanks for telling me. Great. I'm gonna use this. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Out. Or like, Punch. thank you. I now have all of the time that I needed. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but the reason why she's saying all well, this, and the reason why she's giving him serum is she's actually trying to find out where Dumbledore and Sirius, Sirius are. So she's now using Harry as like an information source for the government. She's now just fully doing the government. Agenda and Harry is lying and like pretending to drink the tea, which like must be burning his mouth. Yeah. and being like, You're and so she- like down himself. his robes. Well, yeah, thing. he's like, it spills into his robes. So I'm like, how does she not notice it? It's down his chin. <laughs> to <laughs> be fair, given the way that Harry like conducts himself, I entirely believe that he's just there at the average like school dinner, just drinking and dribbling down himself. How's
1: I mean that that, that moment with Joe. yeah, yeah. In the that's the in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, like, like hi. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Harry is good at nothing and also like the amount of times that I like drink something and spill it into my cleavage oh yeah,
1: like? oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry so, needs it to catch it he needs some cleavage to catch it with you know yeah, yeah, he, he, does, does. He, he does he needs
2: to get when do cleavage. we get gender swapped Harry Potter that's what I'm wondering now <laughs>
1: Harry Potter. Potter I know
0: that you're used to like having Stephanie whatever her face is to like do all of your ridiculous <laughs> fan fiction bidding but um yeah Um, I was about to be like JK Rowling has some stuff no she fucking doesn't no. curse Child and also her Twitter feed Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, luckily, Harry is interrupted by a huge bang from downstairs, which turns out when he runs down there is fireworks, but cool fireworks, fireworks enchanted the, like, fireworks. Dragon.
1: She steals. And shit. Okay, like I know this is like the most original thing in the world, but she totally just steals directly from the Fellowship because like the dragon, dragon fireworks. fireworks? Yeah. No, you are right. You are hundred yeah. percent right. And yeah. I, of course, I say this as someone who is a giant Tolkien nerd, and like M's had her Harry Potter class at in college I had a Tolkien yeah. class where we read all of Lord of the Rings but like there is and he's like you know papa fantasy um <laughs> so like, to be like he first had first the which was so much
0: cooler and then I remembered that actually in my degree I spent like an entire term aka smessa writing like an essay all about like how science fiction reflects culture at the time mm-hmm. and then i'm like no that's shit cool. that was cool i wrote about firefly <laughs> yeah
1: that's all- yeah. i got to write I about how eowyn gets got screwed i got to write about how eowyn got screwed over by tolkien oh. so like i nice. love one of the rings but i'm also you know gonna shit on tolkien when he needs to be shit on. That like but a yeah they, he did to he me. did the Oh my god! Please, I would. (laughs) I talk about it enough on our current podcast. Um, but yeah, the 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 dragon of the firework dragon totally is right from like uh, a a long-awaited party or whatever that is. The first book or the first yeah, yeah, yeah. birthday. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. It's definitely taking. Which, like, you know, she's not. She's never shied away from the fact that she's taken inspiration from other fantasy Mm -hmm. authors. But like, yeah, but she uses (laughs) it in the way where she's like Catherine Reels and all this stuff. So. Harry runs under a tapestry, and Fred of George are like, "Yeah, we did all this. We did it.
2: What's up?" And they're
0: so clever. Umbridge just trying to get rid of the fireworks, and she like stuns them as her first instinct. I'm like, why, what what, why would your first instinct be to stun Stupid. Because J.K. <laughs> Rowling? Didn't want to invent many more spells.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about like, how is is there a just a dispel spell because. Well, I, this there's, this, there's a vanishing spell. There, no, because there's this there's this um series that I really like that I talked to Emma about called Darker Shade of Magic*, and there's like blood magic in it, basically. And one of the things it can do is dispel magic. There is a spell oh. that will dispel a charm. I was gonna
2: say, if- from a D and D perspective. Also, there's a dispel magic ability where Which, See, like,
1: why isn't that a thing to stop be. a jinx or to stop it? Like, I know that there's, like, counter curses. Yeah, or, like, there's the counter curses
0: in Harry Potter. So much-
1: why would she do that? That's so much more work to think of one for every single jinx instead of just being, like, dispel, dispel yeah. magic. <laughs> like, that would be a lot easier. And maybe it doesn't work on very serious things, but, like. uncertain yeah. basic they things. They would want. Something to dispel oh, for sure, a for magic sure. that's going wrong. Because that happens extremely but often. But this, <laughs> this
2: is why Fred and George are so smart because they didn't just make fireworks and be like, haha, fun explosions, colors. They made them like basically anti magic fireworks where, depending on what spell they're hit with, not just one spell, but at least a couple of spells, if you try to vanish them, they'll multiply by 10. If you try and stupefy them, they'll explode even bigger. Like, they're so smart. Mm. Yeah, they're yeah. like
0: crazy, sm- and like that's the thing. Well, like at the end of this this bit, Hermione comes up to them and she's like, "These are really, are really cool." Good. And I'm like, "Oh, you've yes. run over Hermione! Yes. Like these are <laughs> fucking cool fireworks! Like well done." this is
2: people start shipping Hermione and Fred and or George. Oh, yeah, oh I think, yes, yeah, oh a hundred percent.
0: When she's
1: like, "I'm feeling a bit rebellious," mm-hmm. I'm like, "Are you, my dear?" Yeah. Are you? I. The things I am learning in this in this, in this this recording session. I had no idea that was the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, I would
2: think. The thing. It's a I thing. Think. Me and yeah. Hannah are like, we've read the fan fictions. We know.
1: <laughs> I, I've seen it.
0: I've seen it. I've seen it. What I will say, and I, I hate to relate to Umbridge, but um, the moment when she tries to stun it and it explodes and then she turns <laughs> to Filch and she's like, don't, don't try do to stun Start it. I'm like, stunning. I would do that. That would be me. I would me do too. something wrong me and too. then just like turn to Hannah and be like, Hannah, don't do that. Oh, no. no. <laughs>
1: They, uh, you know, the fireworks are going off, and it's going off, like, all day, and I just, I forgot, I haven't read Harry Potter in a while, and I forgot how much sass is in this book, these books, yeah. and just, like, not just Harry, because everyone talks about sassy Harry, and that's, like, a very well-known thing, especially in this book, but everyone is just, like, so... Petty and bitchy and just it's, the best. It's like malicious
2: compliance. It's beautiful, malicious, yeah. compliance. It's
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> McGonagall's just like, Miss Brown, can you go and get uh
2: <laughs> Professor Umrich? I'm know like, if oh, I can do oh this. Oh. Can you get her so she can fix yeah. the firework in our class? I, I don't know if I have fl- the Flitwick is, fa- yeah. Yeah.
1: is my favorite because he completely acknowledges that, yeah, I can do it. But, you know, you have so much authority that you've given yourself, so I just don't know if I'm allowed. And I'm just like, yes, bitch, short king, go on. <laughs> it's the
0: fact that Umbridge knows that every single other teacher is not on her side and yep. she is still trying to rule. And all the other teachers, like, they can't meet in the staff room anymore. So they're just like, pss, 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 with each other. <laughs> like, I live for it. It's her first
2: day of being headmistress, too. So it's just yeah. like, let's fuck up her day as much as possible. And I love this. So much. Delicious. Same.
1: Finishing off this day, he... Yeah, Hermione is complimenting the fireworks, which I I, I don't know. I don't see that shit, but I'm also just like... just like I'm here for it. She just likes good <laughs> magic. I don't know. I um, also have the
0: note that the fireworks spell out poo, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is... This is because she's writing a children's poo, book no. that is not what they because would say. No, it says that the sparklers
2: no. are spelling out swear words and I'm like, oh no, yeah, they're absolutely saying like, fuck, like, you know, the key word. Like, all of it, all of
0: it. it. They're saying all of it. And then her editor was like, I'm changing this to poo. poo? And she's
1: like, oh,
2: for
0: You God's know sake.
1: who, you know poo. Poo. <laughs> and then he goes to, he goes to bed and I think that the most unrealistic part about... <laughs> Harry Potter, including the magic, is how fast (laughs) Harry Potter falls asleep. I thought this. How does he do this? And this comes from it's, someone It's you know, not diagnosed with any sort of insomnia, but I have a lot of trouble falling asleep. I have trouble staying asleep. I wake up too early. And so this is a thing that does plague me in my life. And so I'm just like, how? And I know that he has, like, very full, exhausting, stressful days. And, like, that's a very serious thing. And I have, like, stressful days on, like, a school level, but I still can't fall asleep. Like, the stressful stuff makes me want to stay up. So yeah. I don't get how he just goes, anyway. <sighs> just See, like, I, I, have, have, I, I have no have be, thoughts. I had a real-life
0: discussion about this the other day. So Neil, I know, falls asleep very fast, but we had our friend Charlotte staying around for a week the other day while we were in um, quarantine. And we were talking about falling asleep, and both of them agreed that they... Just be clear, because she had to quarantine with them. No, we weren't like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They both agreed that they fall asleep in, on average, 10 to 15 minutes. And like mm-hmm. they both agreed on this. And they were like, I don't understand what you mean that you don't do that. And I was like, Well, forty minutes would be good for me. Like forty minutes is impressive to fall asleep. And both of them are like, I can't imagine that. Like if I don't fa- if I fall asleep in five, that's good. And I'm like, I I genuinely don't understand how that works, but like clearly yeah. it does happen for some people and for Neil and Charlotte, that's just how it I'm works. A, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a like, 10 minute
2: sleeper. 10 minutes in a minute. No, fuck no, you. No, no. I hate you oh, so much. I, I cannot so even much, imagine. Bro.
1: Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> it's I hate you. This is painful
0: for me because I know how long it takes me to fall asleep because I listen to Harry Potter to fall asleep and I put it on a 45 minute timer Same. to stop and the majority of nights... Same it will stop and I am still yep, awake. Same. I would say yeah. 30 minutes for me is incredibly good, but m- more often than not, I'm still awake when it stops playing. Yeah. And then I am also have the double curse being one of those people I need at least a full eight hours or I'm dead. At yes, least some people same. take ages to fall asleep, but then they're like alive and, you know, jumping at six hours. No, eight hours. Yeah, mm.
1: I, I, it sucks so bad to be like someone who can't fall asleep and then also someone who needs a lot of sleep. I'm also like that. And like, I, <laughs> to fall asleep, I will watch, this is so, this is, like, the most me thing ever. I will watch relaxing Minecraft build videos. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> like, the ones where it's just, like, lo-fi beats, and it's, like, ASMR of the yeah, yeah. block and placing. it's just like, oh, and then and like, there's some... It's so relaxing here. for me. Yeah. I don't uh, know do, you wanna, do you want to? Do you want to know? Do you want
0: to know peak embarrassing Harry Potter thing last night? So last night was a particularly bad night for me. I actually fell asleep pretty quickly, but woke up after forty-five minutes, and then was then awake for four or five hours. So I actually this to- happens to me
1: so much. I totally <laughs> so relate. I got.
0: I, I, I'm working on this podcast right now on two and a half to three hours sleep last night so at one point I put on I'm searching through YouTube I didn't want to just listen to a Harry Potter audiobook because I'd listened to loads and it wasn't helping so I put on a Harry Potter fall asleep meditation story time <laughs> thing on YouTube I listened to the whole damn hour of that Ooh. shit and then was' still bloody awake for another hour afterwards but I can tell you I had a lovely time at the borough thinking about when I would fly around and Molly would making <laughs> me tea but I did not fall asleep there's yeah. a podcast and I'm going to be really annoying here and not be able to remember the name. With it but I'm sure that you can google it where it essentially like tell stories but they're like nonsense so it's supposed to be the perfect <laughs> combination of like you focus on it but not enough to keep you awake because you can't focus on it because the story is mm. just not even a nonsense that makes sense it, it, at a certain point apparently just becomes like saying words So it's literally like you listen to it enough to distract you from your thoughts, but can't listen to it enough to engage with it to keep you awake. So apparently it is absolutely incredible for insomnia. If I will try and research it and put it in the description. But yeah, apparently that is a thing.
1: Okay, but yeah, so basically, and then Harry goes to sleep, and you know he sees another fucking room. With Honestly, yeah, I, he
0: gets further than ever in the Department <laughs> of Mysteries. Yeah. So he get so he finally gets to the room with the orbs, and yes. that's where yeah. the day kind of ends.
2: Okay, guys. So due to the this fa- was the mistake in inviting us on. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> due to the fact we made a mistake, but no. <laughs> due to the yes. fact that the four of us have gotten on the most tangents this podcast has ever gone on, which quite frankly is an <laughs> astounding record for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are for the first time
2: ever it's cutting one, one chapter. chapter in half. <laughs> to be fair, this <laughs> chapter itself is cut in half of two separate it parts,
0: is. and we are splitting it on the day change. So, like, yes. If anyone tweets us, you're trying to drag this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna, f- gonna be angry. Hands. Yeah, <laughs> this is purely Em um, and Cam being really strategic, being like, let's get as much promotion as possible. Let's just do all the <laughs>
1: stop you're catching me um, <laughs> um do we have
0: a question for this episode that we want to finish off this episode with good question so tilda asks there's as a question why did crumb go to dermstrang and play for bulgaria so crumb goes to dermstrang which is in north which we know from potter i almost said potter more is from <laughs> northern norway or another scandinavian country but crumb is bulgarian which Bulgaria is it's actually a country in Eastern, uh, s- Eastern South mm-hmm. Europe. So the closest school would have been France or the UK. It never would have been Durmstrang. And that's from Tilda. So oh. there, are, there are two answers to this, Tilda. Either the first one, JK Rowling's bad at geography, which is the <laughs> most obvious one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She is British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the other answer is obviously Darmstrong is the most dark magic mm-hmm. of the schools. So his parents purposely sent him there because yeah. they want him to get more of the dark magic education. Isn't
2: it a thing too? Like Malfoy talks about how his parents almost sent him there yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like also obviously the third option is for aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It fit his aesthetic the most. And he was like, Well, I can't go to the French school because that's just not my vibe, and I need a little bit more goth than that. So you <laughs> went to. Oh, it's instead. almost
0: as if like J.K. wanted to pin certain countries as being evil and bad.
1: Interesting.
2: I wonder yeah, Eastern, if that's Eastern a countries bad, Eastern Europe bad. Hmm. Hmm. J.K.'s interesting stop.
0: thing you've no, done. No, you're saying that's that J.K. is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> never no. heard that before. <laughs> no, we could never say that. So there's three <laughs> options for you, Tilda. But um. Thank you guys so much for being on this first part of your now two-part episode. Um,
1: i, power I in. the
0: power. We, you now get a month of your guys' voices so that we now talk about Snape's memory in the next episode. You guys this. are like we win. Um, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Veronica, Simon, Sandra, Samuel, Matalib, Matt, Lewis, Kristen, Catherine, Hannah, Emily, and Alexia.